What do you say? What do you do? If he only had a few years left to live. In February of 2019, I was diagnosed with terminal cancer. Join me as I try and figure out a survival guide and how to get through all of this mess. I'll cover what I'm going through and bring in my past and present experiences. And hopefully, just hopefully, we can find some humor in this crazy mixed up world that will make sense of everything that you and I are going through. So join me, Big Daddy Dave, in my podcast as I try and figure out my survival guide to terminal cancer. Pull up a chair, have a coffee, sit back, and have a listen. Hello, and I'm Big Daddy Dave, and welcome to my podcast. This is the Survival Guide to Surviving Cancer. Today, we're going to get a little physical. Today, it's it's all about the physicality of certain, certain aspects that you're going to have to deal with. Now, just to make things a little bit more exciting, I was actually going to wear a surgical mask um, while doing this podcast, but then that's kind of it's anti-productive. So, okay, so this is me just talking normally. And if I wear a mask, there, I'm wearing a mask. And all it's going to do is going to act like a pop filter. Okay, and, and yeah, so, okay, I got to take it off. So a, a pop filter, what it does is it, it's uh, when you're broadcasting, anytime you're dealing with microphones, there is, um, uh, when you enunciate your P's and your D's and other things and S's, S's and C's are horrible. Um, the frequencies just go crazy. They go crazy. I have one, I have a filter in there somewhere. You can actually get rack units like and a rack unit is a, is a pretty big piece and an expensive piece of equipment that they put into these audio channels, uh, to stop people from, uh, from essing and, and popping things, uh, because it's really annoying on the listener side. Like you don't, you, it, it'll happen and you don't even realize it and you think you're fine. But meanwhile, people on the other side are going, if he says popcorn one more time, I swear to God, I'm going to kill someone. So yeah. So today, uh, I've been, uh, I've been around, uh, the big daddy Dave household. I've been wearing, uh, a mask. Um, one of my babies, one of my daughters has got a cold and it's a pretty, it's a pretty, it's a pretty snotty one. It's, there's a lot, when she talks to me, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of phlegm in there. Um, but you know, I, I gotta give her some chicken soup. I've been, every now and then I just, um, I reach into her room just with my arm, not my body, just with my arm. I reach into her room with a glass of, of orange juice and just kind of wave it at her and then she'll pick it up. Um, when you're going through, uh, cancer medication and, and especially with chemotherapy, you get zapped and, uh, your, your immune system really takes a hit. Um, so, uh, just, just off the top of my head from what they've told me, you know, um, your white blood cells are what's, uh, what's really affected. So your, your normal count can go anywhere from between, and I, I, I don't know if this is a milligram or a microgram or whatever sample, but basically floating around you in any kind of white, white blood cells sample should, it should read anywhere between like say, uh, 
4,500 white blood cells to 10,000, which is good because uh, white blood cells attack any viruses or nastiness that's floating through your blood, which... You know, you don't want that stuff. I mean, these are the cleaners of your blood. Uh, after chemotherapy, um, chemotherapy affects it. So it'll bring that count down to a thousand. And uh, because chemotherapy can attack um, the marrow in your in your bones. And uh, believe it or not, I, I've tried to figure this all out and I've tried to explain it to people, but um, uh, your blood, healthy blood comes from your bone marrow. Uh, inside your bone, uh, that brown stuff, um, it produces all sorts of wonderful things that you need. Um, uh, and it, that absorbs, like your, it absorbs into your bloodstream. And, uh, yeah, the chemotherapy, unfortunately, when it, when it attacks the cancer, it also attacks that. Like it, chemotherapy is non-forgiving and it takes out everything. It's like the bully on the block. Yeah. It's just going to take and wipe out everything. So, um, apparently what, what's been told to me is wearing a surgical mask, uh, while going through chemotherapy is, is a good idea. It's, it's, it acts as a barrier, uh, between you and all the nasty stuff that's floating around out there. It can actually be responsible for taking out like 90% of the viruses or bacteria. Again, don't take my word for it. Talk to your doctor, look on the internet, but, um, the numbers are high. So you, I mean, you have low antibiotics going on inside of you so if you wear a surgical mask it will block a lot of these the this funkiness that's floating around in the air so if you're healthy you, you know you can you can beat these things but uh after after chemotherapy you are weak you are weak weaker than a than a, actually a baby <laughs> a baby's immune system is probably stronger than yours right now okay um and again please do the research you know you know, I'm, I'm going to drive this home so many times. We are living in the age, the information era, or did that pass? Did I miss that? Because I, I thought like with, with everyone that, you know, in your hand, everyone's got a computer. Basically, you have access to the entire world of information and, and, and please use it. Don't just take Big Daddy Dave's word for it. Um, I'm only going to tell you my viewpoint and what I'm going through uh, to add to my survival guide. This is how I'm surviving is, is all these things that I'm discovering and that, I, and that I'm, uh, I'm embracing somewhat, somewhat embracing. So um, every now and then I have a box of these, but every now and then I wear a surgical mask you know, and it's good. They do ward off germs. Uh, I've had to wear them for doing simple chores like uh, mowing the lawn. Uh, because when you mow a lawn, apparently uh, the, um, the mulching effect or whatever, it kicks up a lot of pollen and, and spores. Uh, there's like, <laughs> you think that nice stretch of green, tranquil grass that you like to run through if your bare feet is har harmonious with nature. No, it's a killer. It's a killer if you have, if you're going through chemo because like spores, fungus, everything, get, get, you know, just mowing that sucker. It's like the grass is like, ah, you're killing me, you know, like, but here's some spores that will go into your lungs and, and grow and, and do stuff. Again, don't take my word for it. Research that stuff. Okay. So, um, my child is sick. So I'm like, okay. Um, I love my children and I tend to, I tend to snuzzle them and, and, and kiss them probably way too much. Um, so unfortunately germs, uh, can pass between us. So, um, 
I've been wearing this mask and I find, you know, and this is just me. They're a little hard to breathe in, you know, it's just like, and then right away you want to do the, you want to do, I don't, ha I don't have an effect for this, but I'll, I'll, I'll try. Luke, I am your father. That is a terrible effect for that, but it's the best I can do on such short notice. I'm sorry. Um, and I don't want to get sued if I actually come up with the exact thing for, for, for Darth Vader. So uh, anyway, so I've been wearing this mask and you know what? You know what? It fogs up my, my reading glasses. I cannot, I find it hard to breathe and because uh, I need reading glasses to read the, like the simplest things and it fogs up and it drives me nuts. It drives me absolutely nuts. And then, you know, it's like, how do those people in the subway do it? I see people in the subway all the time. Um, it's, it's, uh, they look weird. Um, you know, and I hate to say this when I've, when this, when people started to do this in earnest in, uh, in, in the subway system in downtown, they kind of look like they're, they were the ones that are infected. They look sicker than me. Uh, they look like something out of the walking dead. It's like, why are you wearing a mask? Are you, you know, are you infectious? You know, it's like, ooh, get away from me, which, you know what? Maybe that's what they wanted. Like, okay, I'm healthy and, and some of the worst nastiest diseases are from other people. So stay away from me. So yeah, if they wanted me to stay away from them by wearing this mask, it worked. You know, you know what? You know what, dear listener? This is, I discover things and, and join me in this journey as I discover things on the fly. Um, so yeah, I get it now. I get it. You know, wear a surgical mask. People will avoid you thinking that you're weird. And that's a good thing because now they keep their germs away from you. Um, but you know, the other thing is like with people with surgical masks, because they have that uh, number one, uh, dudes, you've got the confidence. I, I can't wear, I only wear one around the house. I've had to wear it while I've mowed the lawn, but I'm not going to wear a surgical mask downtown. Um, I just haven't got the confidence for it, but like these other people do. And then when they come across other like-minded people, do they high five each other? You, you in the surgical mask, high five. Yeah. You know, um, I mean, it's, it's, it's a little, again, with my, with my mask, it's, it's a little uncomfortable. It, it chafes my ears and, uh, I sneezed and my eyelids flapped, you know, and it's just, it's, um, it's, a, it's really, I find it, it's kind of uncomfortable a little bit now. What I do have, because I've done some home renovation, and I, and I used to be a handyman way, way back uh, in my in my formative years. Um, is it weird if I if I pull out the breathing respirator? You know, let's 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 focus on a strong safety culture while we're at this, um, because you know, cloth provides a, a minimal protection. You know, and a lot of people that wear these surgical masks, a lot of them, I hate to tell you this, dude, you know, you're trying to protect yourself, but you're wearing it wrong. You got to pinch the nose and make sure it has a better seal than what, you, what you're sporting. What you're sporting right now is, is it's just like a piece of paper that's just floating. Or, 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 anyway, uh, um, but still, you know what? Um, I'm, I'm thinking of, of a proper uh, half respirator. You know, uh, the time, the kind that you, you can wear while you're also uh, sanding drywall um, because it's got inhalation ports uh, with the two particle cartridges that you snap into each side. Um, you know, that that would be cool if, if we can walk around with these giant respirators uh, like that. Maybe, 
I'll do that a little bit more. But I'm not going to do that to my kid. I'll be wake, I'll be waking up, honey, shh, honey, wake up, it's time. And if she looks up and she sees me wearing this respirator, she'd be like, ah! Yeah. <laughs> How to mess with your kids 101. Wear a respirator and wake them up while wearing it <laughs> so yeah maybe maybe i won't go to the respirator route and I'll, and um i'll work on the surgical mask just a little bit uh harder to make it more comfortable so to say i was confused um when i got the news of my cancer um definitely i went into denial so this is uh this is one of those five stages you know, um, and it's very important in my survival guide that I that I convey to you the understanding of uh, of these five stages of grief and, and what you're going through. You know, um, because like I got the news, you know, the, to get the news that you have cancer is like the understatement of the year. I mean, large medical terms are thrown at you. Um, you're lost in in all that technical talk. You nod, you nod your head. The doctor reviews your prognosis, but in reality, you're just doing. You're nodding your head because you don't want to. You don't want to appear like an idiot. You know, I mean, think about it. You're up against someone that's had at least at least 12 years of medical school, intense training. Um, it's a profession. You know, they have they have a they, they're a doctor for a reason. And, and they're coming out with these things. And 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 now Big Daddy Dave is going to try and compete with that. There's no way I'm, I'm nodding my head, um, you know. And trust me, I'm a person that gets confused with paper jams. And if you're a person that gets confused over a printer's paper jam, then you're not going to understand stem cell transplant. You know, not the first time they explained it to you, at least in the beginning. You know, okay, 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 okay. Maybe scratch that. Those printer jams are a real bitch to fix. So, like, you know, you're you're just trying to print a, a, a piece of paper or copy something and, and it jams. You open it up. You remove that, that half piece of paper somehow. Uh, who knows where the other half has gone? And you, you close it up and you get another error. And then you open up the whole printer all over again. You, maybe you find the second piece. Um... And now you've put everything back together again. Your your fingers are now black, and uh, you close the door. And yet there's another there's another jam, you know. And so so now you're just opening up doors and slamming them harder. That's all you're doing. And and sometimes even just unplugging this goddamn stupid printer, uh, and then suddenly it works. So I don't know. It, maybe that's that sums up the medical profession. Uh, it's just like a jam printer. You don't understand it. Um, words are said. Um, but somehow it's going to work in the end. Okay. I mean, that's probably a horrible comparison, but to me in my, in my infinite wisdom, um, up against 12 years of medical profession, that's how I, I, I akin them, uh, together. So, um, it is a good idea to bring someone along to help, um, in the situation because it is, it is overwhelming and many people are overwhelmed. When, when you're overwhelmed, you shut down. Um, my, my poor doctor, she has, uh, so much patience because she's explained things to me and I'm nodding, I'm sitting there nodding. And then there's been times when after like, you know, a good five, seven minutes of her telling me everything, um, I'm like, wait, w w what was that again, doctor? And, and she's just like, <sighs> Uh, you know, there's there's a waiting room full of other people who probably have, you know, worse worse issues than I do. And I'm like, uh, uh, could you could you tell that to me again? 
you know um and 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 again this is why you need to bring somebody with you because you need you need someone um to help out to help retrieve and understand and and bring anyone because you never know there's there's i've okay i'm I'm going to get in trouble here, but I've had some, I have relatives where you think, okay, uh, I've got two of them. I'm going to explain something to them. Okay. Um, this, I won't have a problem with the smart one. I'll take more time with the one that's that I'm not going to call them dumb, but just not as smart as the first one. And the next thing you know, it's the one, the one that you thought was smart doesn't grasp it. It's like, what is wrong with you? You're the smart one. And meanwhile, the, the one that you thought you're going to have to spend more time with, oh, they get it. Oh yeah, they're already yeah okay, and they're they've off they're they're off making the sandwich somewhere, and and they and they can they can you know repeat it verbatim, and then they even add some more intelligent stuff to it. And it's, but but this smart one, you're like, oh, why why are you having such a problem anyway? So just bring someone because you never know they might actually understand it and get it better than you. You know, and, and because that's part of that denial, you shut down and, and things just bounce off of your brain. So, I mean, I, I tend to joke, I, I do joke around about my cancer because I guess I'm in denial. Um, I'm not sure if I've fully accepted the reality of my situation. I mean, humor is a good way to deny the state you're in, you know, uh, case in point, Monty Python. Um, uh, in, in one of the movies, they have, uh, these two knights are dueling, um, and, uh, this knight is guarding a bridge. And, uh, and so if, if you're, if you're a Monty Python fan, you know, you know what I'm talking about. So like the dark knight eventually, like, you know, his, his arms get hacked off and his leg hacks, gets hacked off. And, and he's just like, it's just a flesh wound. He claims it's just a flesh wound. It's nothing. It's nothing. Come here. I'll bite you in the shin. You know, um, that is denial where it's like something traumatic has happened, but you, you're not accepting it. You're still going to go on as if things are normal. And I think that's what I do. I, I tend to joke around and I, and I, I take my, my situation rather lightheartedly. Um, you know, it's, uh, I mean, it's not like I have any limbs that are, have been hacked off. Thankfully, I think it'll, I won't be going through that much of denial. If I do lose an arm, I think that the reality will really snap in pretty quickly. But when you have a bunch of doctors sitting around saying, Hey, you have this type of cancer and you have a life expectancy and you will expire in, you're just kind of like, Really? I, it, nah, I don't believe you. You know, it, it doesn't sink in. It's, it's, uh, it's easier to have, have that denial when, when, uh, the physicality, I guess, isn't there. So, you know, uh, one of the, one of the bad parts, I guess you can say of denial. Uh, I mean, if it, if you can say denial is bad is, is when a person is in denial, they, 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 they tend to ignore advice given to them. I suppose if I accept the advice that I'm accepting the fact that something beyond my control is now in charge of me, you know, there's something else larger, something larger than me is controlling um, my life. And, and there's a lot of people that have issues with that. I'm not sure if I have issues with that because there's always been factors that have, have uh, changed my life. But, um, you know, nobody really likes to give up control. Um, and especially when, you know, when the news hits you like this, that you have cancer, uh, it takes a variety of different ways, 
you know, like I've mentioned before, I tend to crack a joke or two whenever I receive some heavy news. Um, I'm terrible at funerals or, or anything like that because I'm always cracking jokes because, you know, everything's so heavy. Um, you know, only once did one of, uh, one of, uh, the nurses that I, I came across only once somebody said that my, my humor was morbid and that hurt me a little bit. Um, uh, I think it's only because this is the problem with, with humor. Um, I don't mean for, you know, big daddy Dave here doesn't mean to make light of cancer. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to make light of, um, certain situations that you're going to be experiencing, you know? Um, and that's when, I mean, when my, my producer and I kind of sat down and talked about this, you know, it's like everyone takes bad news differently. You know, and and I'm not saying this is a laughing matter by any means, you know, but when, to me, when, when somebody, when something happens, you know, um, I, I tend to make a joke of it and that is maybe it's my way of denying, um, the reality that is, that I should be actually accepting. Um, for the record, I am good in, in emergencies and stuff like that. Um, you know, there have been some situations, um, some, some, uh, some car accidents and, and other things that have happened where I've actually, um, got my shit together within a split second. Uh, you know, there's been house fires, there's been traffic accidents, there's been people injured and stuff like that. Um, I have snapped, um, and, and, uh, and, and helped people. Uh, I'll joke about it afterwards, but, um, yeah, when it comes to me, um, my form of denial will be cracking a bunch of jokes and, uh, I'm just hoping that, uh, um, uh, like-minded people like yourselves that are listening to this podcast can understand that. So, uh, you know, w- welcome my denial. Uh, maybe I'll, I'll make a few funnies. Um, but it is part of the grieving process. Uh, so this is big daddy Dave. <laughs> Or maybe it's not Big Daddy Dave. I don't know. Maybe I'm in denial. But either way, I'm signing off now. Uh, I hope you have yourself uh, a good day, a good week. um, And I hope we can share some more later on. Take care. Bye.